What is going on, everyone? This is Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And here in today's episode, we went and asked a bunch of questions to our Twitter audience. By the way, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we will have the links in the in the description below. So go ahead, check us out and follow us on Twitter to get up to date with all the Clutch Crew Sports information. But we'll be reviewing uh, some polls that we posted, and we'll also be talking about some all-star snubs. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What is going on, guys? This is Eric, your ranting co-host here. And uh, I'm excited to be back for another episode. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see if any of us, if we uh, agree with Twitter, if we don't agree with Twitter. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. What's going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most. And for the second week in a row, I'm going to be interested to see how often Zach and I agree or disagree on stuff. Um, definitely a lot more chances this time around since there's going to be four options and not just two. But um, I'm very excited to get into it and also talk about the NBA All-Star game. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Nate here. Um, one of my uh, polls I posted didn't go quite uh, the way I was hoping to, we'll get on uh, on that a little bit more in a little bit, but um, it should be fun talk- talking about all the different uh, topics tonight. I think there's some good uh, debates here. Yeah, definitely. So, ask Twitter. This is the theme of this episode. We did it. Um, we did one of these uh, back in the summer, but we're doing another one now here with the whole crew. So, all in all, we have a total of eight questions. Each of us asked two questions on our own. And we got various results, and these questions were all really interesting as well, so I hope you enjoy them. And I will start out with my first question, and then all four of us as a panel are going to make our picks on what we would have voted for. And then we'll go over the Twitter results, and we'll see how different we are from Twitter, and then make the cases uh, in our opinion. So I'll start out with the first one here, guys. Um, my first question was which of these teams is under the most pressure to make the playoffs next season? And my four choices were two AFC, two NFC teams. I said the Raiders, Patriots, Cowboys, and 49ers. So my pick for this poll, if I voted, was for the Raiders. Eric, what about you? Mine was the Cowboys. Mine was the the 49ers. Nate? I went with the Cowboys. Okay, so we had, between oh, the four of us, two votes for the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll just go Zach, Eric, Connor, Nate in that order um, in the future. Um, so Twitter results were 61% for the Cowboys in first place, seventeen or 16% for the Patriots in second place, 49ers in third place with 13%. And then the Raiders in last with 10%. And the poll did get 31 votes total. So the reason I said the Raiders, which actually ended up being last place in this poll, was because the Raiders, to me, are under the most pressure simply because they're in a brand new market. They're in their second year in Las Vegas. It's pressure whenever you move your team to a new city. You create you create a new group of fans. It's important to win and win early early in your uh, franchise's existence in that city so you develop a fan base. And if the Raiders don't win, then I feel like they're going to be missing out on a potential 
all these other teams have established fan bases already. So for that aspect, I think they're under a lot of pressure. Um, also, too, compared to these other three teams, they really haven't made the playoffs much recently at all. I think four years ago they made the playoffs and lost. So it's been a long, long time since they won a playoff game. Uh, I think going all the way back to before the Super Bowl, even, that they were in. So that just tells you how long the Raiders have been without playoff success. Um and not to mention, they play in the division with Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. So the future is going to be tough for the Raiders to make the playoffs. I feel like this next season, it's huge for both Derek Carr and John Gruden. I know Gruden's got the 10-year contract, but still, he's going to be looked at in a legacy term. Um, if he can't win in, a, in Vegas, it's going to look bad on his resume and Derek Carr is going to be fighting for his job if he doesn't make the playoffs. So I think there's a lot of things going on in Oakland. If they don't win, a lot of things are going to be blown up. And that fan base, like I said, is so new in Vegas. Um, but Connor, I'll hear from you since you also picked another unpopular answer, the 49ers. <laughs> say say real quickly why you uh, think the 49ers are under the most pressure. Well, I guess mine's probably honestly the opposite of yours in a way, because you said that you feel like the Raiders have pressure because they haven't had playoff success in a long time. I think it's mainly for me, the fact that the 49ers, you know, they made the Super Bowl just, you know, not they made a Super Bowl a season ago against and they lost, you know, a very close game against the Chiefs. They had a chance to win that game. And, you know, this season expectations were obviously high this season, you know, I don't know if there was too many people that picked them to win the division. Um, I'm sure there was a good amount, and there was a good amount that probably picked them to go back to the NFC title game. But, you know, they had the excuse this year. They had the excuse of the injuries. You know, pretty well everyone was hurt at some point. A couple guys were done for the season. So next year with a full, healthy squad, it's a lot of pressure on Kyle Shanahan and a lot of pressure on this 49ers squad to prove that that Super Bowl run wasn't a fluke. I'm not saying they have to go back to the Super Bowl any, or anything, but they at least need to make it back to the playoffs. It is going to be tough. They play in a tough division, but the NFC as a whole is weak right now. So even though their division might be tough, they should be able to at least get a wild card spot given the situation the NFC is in right now. Yeah, and I, I will say that would have been my second place pick. I was deci- deciding between the Raiders and 49ers, but uh, that'll end that poll. And I'll let Eric go ahead and bring up his first poll. Yeah, so I brought a couple of, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. I brought a couple NBA questions to the table. And so we're getting pretty close to the all-star break. So you can kind of start to tell which teams are separating themselves from the pack and which teams are falling behind. So I wanted to ask, which NBA team has been the biggest disappointment so far? And my choices were the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics from the Eastern Conference and the New Orleans Pelicans and the Dallas Mavericks from the Western Conference. And I chose the Boston Celtics. Uh, Zach, who did you go with? I went with the Dallas Mavericks. What about you, Connor? I also went with the Dallas Mavericks. And Nate, how about and you? I replied on Twitter, but I went with the uh, Celtics. <laughs> I saw your yeah. comment. You were like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty disappointed with my squad this year. <laughs> yes, so yeah, as, as, as Nate's team, I can see why yeah. obviously Nate would pick them. Uh, Zach and Connor went with the Mavericks. And I did, the Mavericks would have been my second choice. But the reason why I chose the Celtics, uh, first of all, with just with the Mavericks, 
Uh, they didn't have Porzingis for a big stretch early on in the season. So while I feel like the Mavericks do have high expectations overall this season, I, I'm still willing to give them a little bit more time. But I feel like for Boston, with the amount of talent they have and with them being in the weaker conference, I don't really understand why they're at where they're at right now. Uh, I feel like they should be doing much better. And I know I could see why some people would pick the Heat, too, since they were in the finals last year and everything. But I just personally haven't fully been sold on the Heat. I felt like they overachieved last year. So while I feel like the Heat should be doing a little bit better than they are, I'm not as disappointed in them. But Boston was a team that I had really high expectations for. And unfortunately, they've just fallen flat. And they haven't had, you know, as big of issues as the Mavericks have. So with the injuries and everything, they've had a little bit. But I feel like Jalen Brown's been inconsistent. And, like, he'll have a great game, but then a bad game. Tatum will have a good game and then a bad game. Kemba Walker has disappeared at times this season. So, I feel like... Milk carton. Milk carton. Yeah, Kemba, (laughs) are you going to be the new uh, Kyle Lowry? (laughs) Especially with that money he's getting paid. But, anyway, so (laughs) that's that's my uh, reasoning for picking the Celtics as the most disappointing. Uh, Connor and Zach, you both picked the Mavericks, so... uh, Whichever one of you feels more strongly on them, I'll let you uh, talk about why you picked the Mavericks. Uh, I, I guess I'll talk. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the way, hold on, Eric. I don't think you said actually the Twitter results. Oh, the, oh, the results. Sorry. Yeah, I actually honestly can't see it all on my screen. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll read the results then. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So the Celtics <laughs> went full. With forty percent, and then the Heat and Mavericks came in. They actually tied for second with twenty-seven percent, and then the Pelicans in last with seven percent, and it had thirty votes on it. So it was kind of all over the place, really. But the Celtics did end up winning. But my reason for saying the Mavericks and why I voted the Mavericks was because they were a team last year that you know a lot of people argued played a really competitive playoff series against the LA Clippers. So a lot of people were thinking, okay, this team has real deep playoff aspirations. And they also have Luka Doncic, who a lot of people had as at the start of the season, as the front runner for the MVP. I know that's, that's who I picked for winning the MVP at the start of the season. So between having the predicted MVP on your team and uh, the success that they had last year, the fact that they're basically like 500 right now, I think they're the most disappointed in my eyes just because of that MVP factor with uh, Luca. All right, so that will do it for my poll, and we will move on to Connor's first poll now. Yes, so back to the NFL here with this first poll. Um, so I decided to talk about, obviously, one of the big stories – you know, a couple weeks ago was that Matthew Stafford was getting traded to the Rams uh, for Jared Goff and a couple draft picks. So, you know, beforehand we were talking about um, who could be potential contenders or potential teams in the NFC to take down the um, take down the Buccaneers. Well, there's been a lot of talk that Matthew Stafford going to the Rams puts them in prime position to uh, take down the Buccaneers and get to the Super Bowl. So 
I made a poll about how far will Matthew Stafford take the Los Angeles Rams this year. Obviously, they still have the number one defense, um, and they got some weapons on offense. So I just went pretty standard here. I didn't put win Super Bowl as an option. I just put getting to the Super Bowl. So we have uh, wild card round, divisional round, NFC title game, and Super Bowl. So I said that he would take them to the NFC title game. Zach, what about you? I voted divisional round. Eric, how about you? Eric? Oh, sorry. Uh, I forgot. My bad. I forgot I was muted. Uh, I voted oh. NFC title game. Uh, and then, uh, Nate, what did you pick? Uh, I voted divisional round. All right. So split two and two on the podcast. Um, this was a pretty close poll uh, overall on Twitter. So about 29% said wild card round. Uh, the minority, 14%, said the divisional round. Uh, 33% said the NFC title game and 24% said the Super Bowl. So I think the NFC title game is probably a realistic expectation for the Los Angeles Rams. Like I said, obviously they still have the number one defense. Um, I think whether they can move past that or not is really going to depend on some of the offseason moves that they make. It's really just going to be about can they get more weapons for Matthew Stafford? Because obviously they have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, who are both really good receivers, but they're really lacking at the tight end position. And they've got a couple, they've got a running back by committee with a couple kind of average running backs. So I think, you know, they still have a good offensive line too. So I think the biggest thing for them would be right now to either go out and get a running back or possibly draft a running back or maybe go out and find a big time tight end. Um, Cause you know, if you have a really stellar passing game, then you don't need a fantastic run game. Their run game was serviceable this season. So basically just keep the defense intact, get the offense um, in a little bit of a better spot, but it's also mainly because the NFC, I mean, I mentioned this before on the previous poll that the NFC is really weak right now. Um, you know, really the only teams besides the Buccaneers that are looking like they could contend for the NFC title game would be, the Rams, the 49ers, and then like, and the Packers would be the only three teams besides the Bucks that could probably get there, in my opinion, at the moment. Um, maybe some good offseason moves would, you know, maybe put the Saints or the uh, the Seahawks in that conversation. But as of right now, there's only four teams, in my opinion. Uh, well, three teams besides the Bucks. So, and then I, I think. The Rams, I mean, they did a really good job last season in the playoffs, you know, especially given the fact the issues that they had at quarterback. Now you're bringing in a proven, solid quarterback who, you know, an all-pro quarterback, which honestly was very underrated in Detroit. Um, there was actually a, uh, an argument war that is still ongoing on this poll on Twitter between two people. Uh, one of them was a, I guess he's a Stafford fan because his profile pick is Stafford. I don't know if he was a previous Lions fan or Rams fan or what, but he's clearly he has, a Stafford um, fan. He had Michigan State in his bio, so I'm guessing he was a Lions fan. Yeah, so he's probably a Lions fan, but also a Stafford fan. So, um, And then the other guy, I guess, was he, the other guy started it. He said something like, oh, well, he took Detroit so far. So then the other guy started to go back and forth, but... I was more on the side of that. I think he was really always a really good quarterback on a terrible team. I mean, yeah, he had Calvin Johnson, which was the main argument that the other guy was trying to make that, oh, well, he had Calvin Johnson. Why didn't he go far? Well, yeah, he had Calvin Johnson, but the rest of the time he was there, the Lions also had a terrible offensive line, no run game and no defense. So in my opinion, one Hall of Fame wide receiver does not lead you to success. You need all the other, at least a defense to also go along with it. So 
I think he was very underrated in Detroit. I think this will be good for him. But I'll let Nate quickly say why he thinks that they'll get knocked out in the divisional round. Yeah, so I mean, I think, I definitely think that they're one of the main contenders in the uh, NFC. I won't be surprised if they made it to the um, to the title game and even possibly to the Super Bowl. But I just think that, you know, it's a tricky um, conference at the time being. I just think that, um, kind of like what you touched on, I think Stafford's a great upgrade at quarterback. I think I'm a big fan of his, but I think as far as weapons go, they definitely need to add something to uh, that group. I like I mean, Cup and Woods are great, but they've been hurt off and on. I think one more big addition, like I definitely see them going, um, being the favorites after the Bucks in that, in that uh, conference. But right now, I, I, just, I never had a whole lot of trust in the Rams personally, though. So I'm kind of not 100% sold on them as the favorites just yet. Yep. And then let's go ahead and have Nate bring up his first poll. And this uh, this will be a little well, the discussion will be a little bit different from the poll. But Nate, go ahead and say what the poll was, and then we'll kind of talk about <laughs> the the um, the the reality of it. <laughs> yeah. So I had a had a kind of a fun idea for a poll, but it got blown up uh, with the news this morning. Uh, the original question was which team would benefit most from uh, signing JJ Watt. Obviously, you know which team. Uh, thinks they they stand the most to benefit because the Cardinals signed him this morning to a two-year, $31 million deal. Um, I'll run down just really quickly uh, what you guys thought on Twitter. The um, uh, Packers, the, the votes were Steelers, Packers, Browns, and Bills. And uh, Packers and Bills uh, tied each with 31%, so that was the winning vote. Um, obviously, all those options were wrong. So uh, instead of talking about that, we're going to talk about just a little bit how we think um, he's going to fit in with the Cardinals and, uh, if that's a good move or not for both the team and for JJ. So, um, yeah, I guess, um, I, I guess I'll just ask instead of, I'll kind of do a replacement question for everyone here. What do you, um, trying to get a phrase this, um, do you guys think this is a good move for, do you guys think this is the right choice for JJ at this point in his career? So I'll let, uh, Zach go first. Yeah, I, you know, when the when the news broke about this, I'll honestly say I didn't think he was going to go to one of these teams listed on the um, poll. I thought he was clearly um, pranking everybody with all the stuff he was saying before. Like I, I could I easily saw that he was just messing around and had no real intention of going to any of those teams that they were rumored to. You could tell he was just laughing it up, but. Uh, as far as the actual event with him with the Cardinals, I do think this is huge because, you know, they're in a tough division uh, in the NFC West, but this makes their D-line scary. I mean, him and Chandler Jones off the edge are one of the best duos. I think this is really a big addition to the Cardinals. Also, to his leadership, too, is really going to help them out. Um, this might be what puts them over the edge and makes them a playoff team in addition to Kyler's growth. So I, I was a huge fan of this. I think it's an under-the-radar move, and I think it was also smart on his part because this is the, he got a favorable contract, too. This is the last time he'll get paid um, big money. So he took advantage of that, which I have no problem with anybody ever taking advantage of that and getting the most money they can. So uh, I thought it was good for him, and I think he's going to a pretty good team as well. And 
for all these people saying ring chasing, ring chasing, only one team gets a ring. And in the, in the NFL, there's no dynasties that really, you know, win the Super Bowl four straight years. So he was never going to go to a team and they would instantly become automatic Super Bowl champions. You know, that's that's a pipe dream. You know, you can people can ring chase all they want, but the odds are still really slim. Um, I'll let Eric uh, say if he agrees with me or not before we move on. Yeah, I, I agree with it. I, I actually do like it. I wasn't expecting it. Like, I voted the Packers on the thing because I felt like returning to Wisconsin would have been cool for him. And uh, Green Bay's always had a problem with their, you know, D-line with their run defense and pass rush and stuff over the last few years. Uh, that's been their biggest weakness besides maybe weapons in the passing game. So I, I thought Green Bay would have been a really good fit. But then when I thought about it after he went to Arizona, I I really like it. He, he becomes an instant leader on that defense. And he also reunites with DeAndre Hopkins, which I think is pretty cool. So it's nice to see as a Jags fan to see the two of the three Texans best players, not only out of Houston, but out of the division and out of the conference. Because uh, I don't know why I just had this bad gut feeling in my <laughs> You're like, heart. Yeah, I, I had this bad gut feeling brewing up that he was going to go to the Titans or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, same. Oh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. So when when I found out he was going to Arizona today, when Zach and Connor mentioned the group chat, I was like, sweet, let's go. So but it, even aside from my rooting interest, though, I, I, I do think Arizona is going to be a really good fit for him. And I'll, I'll be excited to see what he does there, because I've always liked the guy just hated the team he played for but yeah <laughs> uh, now, now i can root for him since he's not in my division anymore so i'll, I'll be I'll, i'm curious to see what he does and i'm excited for him yeah definitely. it's gonna be real interesting to see what happens in the nfc west next season man like all four <laughs> of those teams have a potential to do something yeah yeah you better have good offensive lines too i'll say that <laughs> um, seattle seattle <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so let me go ahead and bring up my second Twitter poll question for you guys. So my question was, you know, talking about the draft here. This is a draft question. What team needs to draft a first round quarterback the most? And so I didn't go with the obvious ones like Jaguars, Jets. I said Steelers, Patriots, Falcons and Panthers. And my vote for this poll would have been Panthers. What about you, Eric? Uh, I also voted Panthers. What about you, Connor? I voted for the Patriots. What about Nate? And I actually voted for the Steelers, but I was uh, torn between two with this one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have a Steelers fan voting for the Patriots and the Patriots fan voting, <laughs> voting for the Steelers. Is that, is that correct? I did not I, I mean, honestly, is, is it saying something <laughs> yeah. about the other person's team, like, you know, that they suck more than they need to grab the quarterback <laughs> or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I'll go ahead. That's, that's funny. I'll go ahead and say the Twitter results. So Patriots won the Twitter poll. With, there's 22 votes here. Patriots got 64%. Panthers were in second with 23%. Steelers were in third with 9%. And then the Falcons with 5% last. Um, my reasoning for the Panthers is because... the Okay, so if you look at the division they're in with the NFC South, we don't know what's going to happen with the Saints and the Falcons. It seems Spoiler like alert for later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, 
the the Falcons seem like Matt Ryan will be there for one more season at least and maybe another season. But the the Panthers really have an opportunity here with the draft. They have the eighth overall pick. Um, they have an opportunity to trade up and get a first-round quarterback and just have a young rookie quarterback to potentially rule the division for the next five years after Brady retires. And we'll see what happens with the other teams. But, you know, they'll be set up for long-term success in that division. And as far as the other teams, the reasons why I didn't say them, you can make the argument the Falcons... While I do think the Falcons really should draft a quarterback, you could say, um, let's uh, let's go for the last chance for Matt Ryan's career. Obviously, he's been to a Super Bowl before. Um, for the Patriots, I honestly think Belichick and the Patriots, they're either going to sign a veteran quarterback or draft one later in the draft. I don't see them as a first-round quarterback team. And then for the Steelers, uh, kind of the same thing. Um, although they probably do need one to replace Ben next season, they could do that next season. He's for sure the starter, I think, now for 2021. So the Steelers have their for sure quarterback for 2021. The Falcons have a very good quarterback uh, situation for uh, Matt Ryan in 2021. The Patriots, I just think the Patriots have many more options than the Panthers do. The Panthers should get their guy at eight or trade up and end up with one of the top three or four quarterbacks in this draft. The other teams, to me, if they do draft one in the first round, aren't going to be as good as that Panthers quarterback would be. Um, but I will guess I'll ask Connor to find out why he <laughs> said the Patriots, and uh, which also won the Twitter vote with 64%. Yeah, I think for me, it's basically mostly just out of necessity for right now, because... Like, obviously, obviously you said with the Falcons, like, they have the best quarterback situation out of these teams right now. Like, Matt Ryan's still really good. Um, you know, again, he just plays on a bad team, <laughs> kind of like Matthew Stafford with the Lions. So um, they definitely have Matt Ryan for the future. And then for the Steelers, like I said, Roethlisberger is the starter right now. But I think Mason Rudolph, like, give him – I think Mason Rudolph could be the starter after Roethlisberger retires. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting to that Cleveland Browns game, but he looked really good in that game. Like he was throwing dimes on the deep ball. You know, he was he was looking good. So obviously, there's a difference between one game and keeping up for a full season, which you know we saw with Nick Foles uh, with the Eagles a couple seasons ago. So, and then for the Panthers, I think it's mainly well, one first of all, I think that they really could use that number eight pick and some more of their assets to trade for a better quarterback rather than taking a chance on um, a first round pick. Cause you never know if these first round picks are going to work out. Um, you know, they could be great. They could be busts. who knows. And then, you know, if it's a bust, then they're going to be right back where they were before. So, and they, at least for the time being uh, have Teddy Bridgewater for this upcoming season. So they, they do have a quarterback for next year in, in case they don't do anything. But I do think, you know, obviously the Texans have been all, oh, we're not going to trade Deshaun Watson, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, they should still try and trade for Deshaun Watson. Um, or maybe just try and trade for someone else. Or, you know, maybe they could try and make a trade for Dak Prescott. Who knows? Um, you know, they could try something. They have more options. Whereas the Patriots, I feel like they're just out of options, honestly. Like, Jarrett Stidham's not the guy. He already proved that last season. They're letting Cam Newton walk. I mean, I just see absolutely no other options for the Patriots at this point. They they seem like they're dead in the water when it comes to the quarterback situation at the moment. And also, like Zach said, they don't exactly have the greatest position in the draft to draft a quarterback. So, 
We'll see. Who knows? But I think that's their only option. I think they could get someone like Mac Jones maybe with their pick, but you know, mm-hmm. there's no telling what happens on draft night. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, let's go ahead and I'll let Eric talk about his second question here. Another NBA question. And Eric, if you need me to read the results after we all vote, I, I can do that too. Well, this one's a lot easier. That's since, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even though I can't fully see him, I can pretty much tell. Um, yeah, yeah. So this one is, if the season ended today, who would be the MVP? And so the choices were Joel Embiid, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, or Steph Curry. Now, this one didn't get as many votes as some of the others, but um, Joel Embiid got the most votes easily. It looks like 71%. And then LeBron got the rest of the votes, and Jokic and Steph didn't get any. But my vote is Joel Embiid. What about you, Zach? I voted LeBron. How about you, Connor? I voted Joel Embiid. And Nate? And I voted... Oops, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I voted Embiid as well. Yeah, so uh, for me, Embiid has just been the most dominant player so far this season. And as much as I can't stand LeBron, I did consider giving him a, my vote but uh what's been really telling for me about lebron is in a lot of these uh games that they've been playing since ad got hurt uh they haven't looked good in a lot of them now they did turn around and kill the warriors just recently so that was a nice uh a nice bounce back performance for them but they lost like five out of six games one of them was to the wizards who have been really bad and and they also lost to the Jazz, who have been uh, a really good team, but they got blown out by the Jazz. So, like, to me, you can tell that the Lakers obviously miss AD. And I think AD is a bigger reason why the Lakers win than LeBron. So I just – I don't really feel like LeBron is earning it. I feel like a lot of his stats are – more of his like hollow stats that he usually triple gets. doubles, like, man. Triple yeah, doubles. I, I almost did it. I was like, I'm not going to do it, but Connor did it for me. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got everybody, if, you, if you've ever listened to any episodes of this podcast, you know that I hate triple doubles and I think they're overrated because I felt like if triple doubles really led, really truly led to anything, then the Thunder would have multiple championships because of Russell Westbrook, but we don't have any. So uh triple doubles are very overrated so i i don't look at triple doubles as the reason why a player should get mvp unfortunately the sports media does but when i've watched i've watched a few 76ers games and when i've watched joel Embiid play he is playing on a different level this year that he has not had in multiple re- uh multiple seasons in the past he's stayed healthy for the most part he's missed a game here or there but when this guy plays he has been I don't want to say unstoppable, but he has been like almost unstoppable. He's the reason why the 76ers are the number one seed in the East right now. He's the reason why they have the best record. Whereas like with LeBron and the Lakers, I think it's more so because of AD. And you can tell now that LeBron hasn't been, I mean, since AD hasn't been playing that the Lakers have been slipping. Whereas if, if LeBron was really the MVP, I think the Lakers could have at least, stayed or at least won a few of those games and uh stayed at an elite level whereas you can tell the lakers are not elite when ad is down so uh 
for that reason, I'm picking Embiid. But uh, Zach, you were the well. I guess I want to say this too. I, I do. I don't know about you guys, but I do feel like this season, in terms of the MVP level, I do feel like it's been a little underwhelming this year. Um, I haven't been as excited this season with how the top players have been playing. I haven't enjoyed it as much. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me. That's a whole other topic there. But anyway, but uh, so Zach, you picked LeBron, though. Uh, so give us your uh, reasoning for picking LeBron. All right. Yeah. So I, I picked LeBron and I was going back and forth on this one. It's really close. I think most people would say it's close between the two. But um, you brought up a lot of the bad losses for LeBron, but also too like to me, it evens out because Embiid has lost to the Cavaliers a couple of times. I mean, their records are about the same. And, you know, I I watched that one game against the Trailblazers with nobody on the Trailblazers that they lost. So I, the bad losses to me are starting to even out a little bit um, if you look at the totality of it. And then the big difference maker to me, and I know your poll was phrased uh, today, um, and I, I did factor that in, but even going for the long term, the reason I picked LeBron over Embiid is because LeBron's played in every single game this season, and his minutes are, are very high as well, whereas Embiid has already missed six games this season and likely will miss another six um, for the rest of the year. So, but, but for right now, to me, the time difference, just Embiid hasn't been in the lineup as much as LeBron has been in the lineup. I mean, he's been the only thing consistent force for the Lakers. They've had Schroeder and AD hurt. Um so for that reason is why I picked LeBron. All right, I got you. Yeah, I I, I can respect it. <laughs> I think that's partially too. That's why I felt like this has been a kind of a more underwhelming thing is because of all these players taking like yeah. load management and rest days now. Like, so it makes it harder to you know pick well, somebody when it that's COVID and that. Yeah, well, maybe I, we're also just so tired of like it always being LeBron in the conversation. Like maybe once LeBron retires, it will heat up again because it'll be like, oh, we can talk about like five or six guys instead of like LeBron versus this. Like last year was LeBron versus Giannis. Kind of the year before that, it was LeBron versus Giannis. This year, it's LeBron versus Embiid. Like, like you know, kind of would like to have more than two people in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. I feel that. So yeah, we'll uh, go to uh, Connor's next poll now. Yeah, so um, so obviously I mentioned this before that the Texans are being very sort of like very they're not they're not budging. You know, they're saying that we're not going to trade Deshaun Watson. We're not trading Deshaun Watson. But honestly, I feel like they're going to have to at some point because I do think Deshaun. I agree. Zach and I. Zach has said this, and I agree with him that I think Deshaun Watson will sit out if he doesn't get traded. Um, so I said, which team would benefit the most from a Deshaun Watson trade? Um, so I basically picked the three teams that he said he wanted to go to. So the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Panthers. And I also put the Texans on here because, you know, who knows, they could get some, you know, they'll get a lot in return for him if they trade him. So who knows, it might benefit them in the long run too. But um, I said the Miami Dolphins. Zach, what about you? All right, I picked the New York Jets. Eric, what about you? I picked the Carolina Panthers. And how about you, Nate? I, all right, yeah, I picked the uh, Panthers as well. 
Oh, I was hoping he was going to say the Texans. <laughs> yeah, that would have been really different. <laughs> but yeah, so um, this poll got 20 votes. I, one thing that didn't get mentioned that I actually thought was kind of sad was that poll that Nate did with the J.J. Uh, Watt. That one got 61 votes, and it's pretty sad that that turned out to be irrelevant yeah. because that was actually pretty good. <clears throat> but this got 20 mm-hmm. votes. Um, the Jets got 20%. The Dolphins got 35% in second. The Panthers won the poll at 40%, and the Texans got 5% at the at the bottom. So I said the Miami Dolphins um, just because for a couple reasons. I, I was pretty torn between the Dolphins and Panthers at this point. Um, mainly, this is kind of going back to what Zach said before about why he thinks the Panthers need to draft a quarterback. Because I do think Deshaun Watson, he could be the quarterback that could rule the NFC South um, you know, for the coming years if he goes to the Panthers. But I more so said for the Dolphins because I think the Dolphins are in a much better position to win right now. Whereas I think the Panthers, it would still probably take a couple of years to build them up. So maybe not like he wouldn't have as much success if he went to the Panthers. But I feel like with the Dolphins, he could start winning right now and he could keep winning. Um, you know, he would have a bit of an obstacle in the Bills when it comes to the AFC East. But the Jets and the Patriots are down and out right now. So, you know, it's still a fairly easy division. Like, there's still two teams that would be pretty easy wins, in my opinion, on the schedule Um, in terms of, like, if he were to go to the Dolphins. The Dolphins have a great defense in place already, and he would definitely fill that missing piece on their offense right now because, I mean, you know, this team, they managed to go 10-6 and with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua splitting duties at quarterback, which you never see teams go 10 and six when there's two quarterbacks splitting time. Like that's usually a recipe for disaster. If you just take a look at how Washington has been the past couple of seasons, like splitting their quarterbacks up the entire season. So um, if they manage to do that splitting quarterbacks, when you bring in, you know, a bona fide star like Deshaun Watson, the dolphins are going to go places if he goes there. So, um, like I said, definitely very close. I, and I think the Dolphins would definitely need to get more weapons around him. You know, it'd be nice for him to have more receivers. You know, Devontae Parker is not going to cut it. You know, he's good, but you need more than just him. And also, uh, you know, a good and stable running game would help as well. But, you know, again, they managed to do what they did last season with Fitz and Tua. So I say the Dolphins. Um, I guess I will let Nate talk about why he said the Panthers would be the best fit. <clears throat> Yeah, so I mean, this is kind of why I didn't vote the uh, Panthers in the first-round quarterback poll, just because I feel like this is a better, um, almost a better route for them to go is to go and try and get Deshaun Watson here. Um, I think he'd come in and instantly uh, give these guys a boost, and maybe not this year with, um, you know, I think Brady and the Bucks are still going to be really dangerous, but um, if Brady just does move on next year and Breeze probably will be retired by that time, um, I think, you know, Watson and uh, McCaffrey and that Panthers roster could uh, take over the NFC South again. So I think that would be a huge move. And I think for me, it really moves the needle more than um, the Jets and the Dolphins. I mean, the, the Dolphins are in pretty decent shape too. But I mean, if Watson went to the Jets, it'd be an even worse situation. He's in now in Cleveland and the Dolphins. I don't I mean, you know, they could probably make the playoffs. But I think uh, the Panthers give him a better shot to... Uh, you know, compete for titles in a quicker time period. All right. Well, I will, I will say last thing about this poll is that this was an interesting poll to follow too. another close one where this one actually right from the start, the dolphins were leading the charge for most of the way, but 
something, a bit of a late surge happened for the Panthers. I don't know if some of our Clutch Crew sports fans, you know, we have a lot of Panthers fans on that watch this. <laughs> they probably also. did, honestly. They probably <laughs> yeah. did. Aaron's some of them went on. Aaron Jackson, and some of them went on there and voted for the Panthers. So there's a bit of a late surge for the Panthers on that one, but I'll (laughs) let Nate talk about his final poll. Yeah, so um, my last poll here, I asked uh, who finishes this season as a starting quarterback of the Saints in 2021, which basically I was asking, um, you know, the Saints have a kind of interesting quarterback situation. We still don't know if Drew Brees is going to retire or not. Um, We got a couple, you know, pretty capable backups in uh, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, both not, you know, franchise quarterbacks necessarily, but definitely interesting guys to watch. And then they've been linked to, um, you know, a bunch of free agents and uh, potentially Russell Wilson, if he does come available in the trade. So um, really what's kind of asking is not so much like who's going to be their opening day starter, because, you know, with some of these guys that, you know, they could get the starting job and then either get, you know, not be the guy and they got to switch someone out. But, I'm really asking is like, who do you think out of this bunch, or you could even say another uh, response, but who do you think is the Saints quarterback of the future? So, um, uh, my vote was for, um, Jameis Winston, but I will, uh, hand it over to Zach here and, and go around and see what you guys think. Okay. Uh, with much pain and much, um, you know, not knowing at all what it will be. I said, Taysom Hill. <laughs> Uh, Eric, how about you? I said Jameis Winston. And I said Jameis Winston. All right, yeah, and that would, Twitter would uh, agree. They said um, Winston won the poll with 50% of the vote. Uh, the rest of the vote was split between Drew Brees and Taysom Hill. And I think people didn't really understand why Wilson with, was thrown in there, I guess, because he got no votes. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so most people think that Winston will be the st- the uh, starter, and I would, um, I would agree with that. He seems like the most logical uh, choice. He has real NFL experience, and it wasn't great. Obviously, his numbers and the the wins didn't really add up down in Tampa. But um, I think with a coach like Sean Payton and those weapons, he could definitely be a serviceable quarterback at least next year. And um, maybe they might see something in him. And he's still a you know relatively young guy. They could still turn his career around, but. Um, I, I still think that Breeze will end up retiring. I'd, I'd be surprised if, if he does hang on. I'd be surprised if he... Um, that's kind of why I said who finishes the season two, because even if he does try and suit up next year, I, I don't see him making it more than halfway through the season, just the way he um, you know, he looks his age now. He's getting uh, the arm strength and all that's being affected. So I, I think uh, one of those backups definitely takes over next year. I think Winston's the better bet. I mean, everyone thinks that Hill's a young guy, but he's, I think, 30 now, because um, he stayed in college so long, so he's not even, he barely has any experience, and he's uh, that, that age already, so I just think that, um, as of right now, I think Winston is the guy, but I won't, I won't rule out at all um, if they could trade for Russell Wilson, that would be huge, and I think obviously he'd come in and be the starter, I think that would be the best option for them, but um, yeah, definitely a interesting situation down there to keep an eye on uh, the rest of this offseason. Yeah, and then since I was the only one different, I'll, I'll quickly say before we go yeah. to NBA talk, I'll say why I picked Hill. Um, one, for Russell Wilson, like you, I agree, I did, that'd be the best. I just don't think it's possible salary-wise, you know, to make that work. Um, and then Drew Brees, I do think, ends up retiring. 
Um, so, and even if he does return, I don't think he would return with the Saints. Um, and the reason why I picked Hill over Winston is Hill is actually under contract for them next season, whereas Winston's a free agent, and they haven't. They've been kind of with the quotes that they've put out about Winston. Oh, he's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Really, we really like Winston, but they haven't made any efforts to re-sign him or anything. Whereas Hill is guarantee. I mean, it's not a guarantee, but he's um, he's got he's under contract, so he's not going anywhere unless they tell him, unless they cut him. So for that reason, I think Winston is a free agent. He could end up going anywhere. Whereas Hill, I think, is guaranteed to be in New Orleans and gives him a better chance to be the starter at the end of the year. Um, so that was that was my reason for for picking Hill. But it's so tough to know what New Orleans is going to do. It's that's going to be an interesting offseason for Saints fans. Um, so next, guys, we will end the show going around the hoop. So the All Star Game is next week. Uh, woohoo! I guess um, I don't. I don't think anybody expected them to have an All Star game this season because of COVID. But two hundred points. Yeah, I know. On for each team, <laughs> like no defense. Woo! Um, and so we have an All Star game uh, next Sunday, and they've already announced the the rosters. Who's going to be in the game? Uh, I guess later this week they will pick the teams. LeBron and AD will, or LeBron and KD will be drafting the team. So that's always fun to watch. I think that I think that was a really good idea when they decided to change it up and have the players draft their teams. Uh, it makes it real interesting to see the dynamics instead of just being East versus West. Um, so with every All-Star come snubs. <laughs> if you go on Twitter and, you know, you'll you'll find every fan of every team saying their guys should be in the all-star game and he was snubbed and i, I do agree that usually that's His the Mac case Biombo was snubbed <laughs> <laughs> um i do agree usually that is the case uh, more so in the in the nfl with the pro bowl i think snubs are a lot more real in the nfl but i think they get it right 95 percent of the time with these nba all-star lineups um so each of us are going to talk about one snub uh, that we saw from the all-star lineups and you know we're going to also include a snub can be considered a reserve who should be a starter or a person who's not in the game at all should be a reserve or one of the guys who came in because of injury should have made it without injury you know like if Devin Booker should have been in originally instead of somebody else but so that that, that's all the criteria for what a snub is um and also too you're gonna have to say you know you can't just put somebody say somebody should be a starter you have to take if you add somebody you have to take someone out this you gotta balance your equations here um so my snub obviously that i picked a lot of people could probably see where this is going but i said damian lillard should have been a starter instead of Luka Doncic. Um, Now, this was a very, very close uh, contest. It was basically a tie. For some reason, the fans get a lot more say into this, and I think they should. But the media and the players, or the coaches and the players, 
and I think the me I think the media also has some votes too. But they voted for basically everybody voted for Dame to be a starter over uh, Luca, but the fan vote for Luca was so overwhelmingly uh, for him instead of Dame that was what caused Luca to be the starter. And I'm placing this blame on Europe. I think the European countries are all behind Luca, and that's <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's how he got in. It's all so. Europe's fault. <laughs> I'm blaming. Way to Europe. go, Europe. <laughs> um, but okay. So seriously, though, I do think this is a snub. I mean, Dame is in the MVP conversation. Whenever you have a guy in the MVP conversation, they should no doubt be a starter. Um, and Luca's not in the MVP discussion. Their stats are, I will say, comparable. You know, Luca's, you know, the triple doubles <laughs> that uh, that Aaron triple That's two triple double references. <laughs> but well, well, you mean, know, he had the triple double, Zach. He's the best player in the NBA, just like Carl Anthony Towns shooting three pointers. He should have been an All Star. How many, how many triple doubles does Dean have this year, Zach? <laughs> um, so obviously he wins in that department, but. Efficiency wise, Dame is so much more efficient, so much better three point shooter, free throw shooter, clutch shots too. I mean, he has this season already two game winning shots, uh, which is crazy to think about. So the fact that he's so much more clutch than Luca, so much more efficient. Um, also, he's been doing it without CJ and Nurkic for most of the season. Those guys have been hurt, and the fact that his team is right now sixth in the Western Conference playoffs and the Mavericks are not in the playoffs. For all of those reasons are why Dame I think should have been a starter. And I think all the all the uh, all the coaches and players and stuff would agree with me there. Like Dame should have been a starter over Luca, but Europe made that not happen. Um <laughs> 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 Eric, tell us about this. is gonna be snub. trending on Twitter. Hashtag Europe's fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eric, oh, um, tell us about tell us about who you think was snubbed as well. Yeah, anybody that knows me, this would probably shock them in a way. But I'm gonna go on the same avenue as Zach here and say a reserve that should have been a starter. But I'm gonna say that James Harden should be a starter over Kyrie. Uh, Ironically enough, they're both on the same team, which makes it even more interesting. But um, the reason why I'm picking James Harden over Kyrie is pretty simple. I mean, I, when I found out that Kyrie was a starter, uh, that was the biggest shock to me out of this whole thing. Like regardless of who got snubbed or who's, starting and not starting or whatever like when I saw that Kyrie was starting that just didn't make any sense to me I mean he's been good this year when he has played but he had just such a long stretch of games where he didn't play and you know when you miss like a game or two obviously that's fine like I don't mind when players do like rest days here and there as long as it's sparingly I don't like when they do it all the time but when it's every now and then I'm you know I'm okay with that and I'm understanding or if it had been like an injury or something then that could be different but uh he missed a lot of games for personal reasons and you know I don't know what was going on with him but you know when but when you miss that many games I just don't really 
see how you can be worthy of uh, being a starter. Whereas uh, James Harden has played in, uh, I want to say he's played every game since he's been a net. If not, he's been in most of them. And, and plus he's been kind of carrying the team with KD out. I feel like he's been more influential on their wins than Kyrie has. So I think James Harden is the better player than Kyrie right now. I feel like, I mean, he's played in more games. He's really helping the team right now. Um, so I, I just don't really see how Kyrie gets it. So I feel like that was a pretty simple one, but, <laughs> uh, so I'll, I will hand it over to, unless anybody else has anything to add on to that, I'll hand it over to Connor for his snub. Well, obviously <clears throat> I have to talk about the biggest snub in the history of the NBA all-star game that Carl Anthony Towns did not make it because he can shoot the three pointer, So he should be in. BS. BS, <laughs> Come on, NBA. Cole <laughs> Anthony Towns is the best player. Um, but yeah, so aside from the fact that the Timberwolves are like the worst team in the NBA. Um, but yeah, he's so barely I, played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, but no. So I'm actually going to go a different avenue. So Zach and Eric both did um, reserves that should have been starters. I'm actually going to go someone who didn't make the All-Star game altogether that should have. And so, and I'm going to talk about and say that DeMar DeRozan should have made the all-star game over Zion. And the biggest thing for me with, when it comes to Zion and DeRozan, so especially if you look at the expectations that were on these teams this year, if you look at the expectations, the Pelicans were supposed to come out this year and they were supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to maybe not win the Southwest because a lot of people thought that, that the Mavericks were going to win the Southwest, but you know, the Pelicans were supposed to be kind of right behind the Mavericks, kind of on their tail, you know, at least making the playoffs for sure. You know, they were going to finally develop. They brought Brandon Ingram back. Zion was going to continue to develop, and the Pelicans were going to be a force this year. Well, so far that hasn't happened. Um, you know, the Pelicans are currently sitting near the bottom of the Western Conference, um, you know, not even in the playoff discussion right now. Um, you know, there are a few, they're, they're like four game, four and a half games out right now. Um, losing record, and that's where they're sitting. On the other hand, you had the San Antonio Spurs, who a lot of people probably thought were going to finish last in the Southwest this year. Um, you know, last or second to last, you know, the Spurs, their playoff run was going to finally come to an end. You know, they were, this was going to be the year that they finally missed. Well, okay, now the Spurs are over here on top of the Southwest, ahead of the Mavericks, ahead of the Pelicans, you know, they are on top of the world right now in the Western, at least in their division. Obviously, they're not on top of the Western Conference. They're getting beat out by the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, and Suns. But the Spurs are still way performing out expectations this season. Um, and a lot of that is contributed to DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan has been playing. He's been playing fairly well. And, you know, he hasn't put up the largest stats in the world, but he's averaging something like 20 points a game, somewhere around like seven assists, five rebounds. You know, it's decent stats. Um and, you know, we talk about this all the time on the podcast that stats are not everything. Um, you know, even though those stats may look pretty regular to some people, you know, for a team like the Spurs, again, that was, that was supposed to be, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year for the Spurs. And here they are, you know, winning record in the playoffs on top of their division. So, whereas the Pelicans, not so much. And I think, especially for Zion, once again, his stats are really at least his offensive stats are really what's blowing him out of proportion. I think that's a lot of, you know, a 
big problem when it comes to the NBA, at least for the fans and even some of the analysts and media too, that like they blow offensive stats way out of proportion that they fail to look at defensive stats. I mean, it's the way it's what, you know, has been going on with like James Harden and Russell Westbrook and all those guys, their whole careers. Like, you know, they put up these major offensive stats and then they're like some of the worst defenders in the league. I mean, Steph Curry is another good example of that. And Trey young is another good example. So Whereas, like, Zion, again, you know, he's out here, he's probably averaging somewhere around, like, 25 points a game, and, you know, he's this unstoppable force, and he's shooting, like, 60%, but you're also forgetting that he's getting scored on, like, no tomorrow. The Pelicans have one of the worst defenses in the league, and it's like, you know, he's a big part of that. So, you know, he's not grabbing the rebounds like he should. He's not, you know, helping out and doing stuff on defense that he should. And but oh, he's averaging 25 points a game and he's shooting 60%. So Zion Williamson, all star. Um, so and, and really, it just goes back to the whole point. Of, I mean, really, what Zach was talking about too with Luca that the NBA all star game is just a popularity contest. I mean, it seems like every year there are these players that, like, you know, they really just don't get in because they're not as popular as some of these other people, like, oh, you know. Paul George is one of these players that's always going to make it because he's so popular and everyone knows who he is. I mean, and you could, the same argument can be made for Zion this season. Like, oh, Zion, you know, he was the number one pick a couple seasons ago. You know, he's, you know, this dominant force. He's a fan favorite, you know, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of, and, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of non-basketball fans too that even if you ask them, like, oh, do you know who Zion Williamson is? They'll be like, oh, yeah, I know who he is especially in North Carolina, where I'm from, like pretty well everyone knows who Zion Williamson is in North Carolina. Um, but pretty well, if you go to any average fan and ask them like, oh, do you, you've heard about DeMar DeRozan. They go, who? De- DeMar DeRozan? What? Who does he play for? So it's just, it's a popularity contest, honestly. I mean, I could honestly probably make an argument for a couple guys on this list that probably should have gotten in. Um, I probably could have made an argument that Bam Adebayo should have gotten in over somebody um, you know, probably could have made made an argument for Tobias Harris too, but um, really, I think Demar Derozan was the most obvious one for me getting written, knocking Zion out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I can the the Pelicans defense has been trash. I know that so for sure. <laughs> um, and they always say um, they're always like, just add some more reserve spots. But the fun is always the snubs, and if you add more spots, you get less snubs. So. Um, the fact that you have there's some I mean this all snub team is would be really good if they were uh, if they were their own team. Oh but, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> you get like yeah, a start, you get like a starting lineup of like you know you take like Russ, Fred Van Bleet, DeRozan, Tobias, and then Bam like those four, five yeah. guys in the starting lineup. Like <laughs> yeah, really. Um, that's gonna wrap this one up, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully you saw our polls on Twitter. We might do this again in the future. Um, so thanks to everybody who participated in those in those polls. And next week we are going to be coming back with, I think number eight sports jeopardy sports jeopardy number eight. So can anyone take down the king? <laughs> we shall see. We'll we shall see. see. I'll, be host- <laughs> I'll be hosting that, um, and that'll be a lot of fun. And until then, guys, remember be clutch. Bye. See ya. Peace.